everyone welcome to the sas sessions podcast this is our fifth season and you know we cannot thank you enough for the constant support and the feedback that all of you have given us uh we have launched the sas exclusive job board a few months ago and as of today uh when we are recording this episode we have helped like 50 people get interviews at different sas companies in india so if you are someone who is looking for a job you can check out many you know roles that are listed on the portal by the com- by companies like moinge charge p g2 crowd whatfix and more right uh, and if you are hiring at your saas company so you can also go to the portal portal and add your listing for free this portal is accessible to all the 14000 plus listeners of the podcast plus our website visitors and plus to our newsletter subscribers so check out the link in the description to visit the saas exclusive job portal coming to our today's guest arjun pillai arjun was on the season 3 of this sas sessions podcast last year in that episode we talked about his company incent.ai and the conversation marketing industry in june 2021 incent got acquired by zoom info by the way this is arjun's second exit his first exit was happened with uh, profoundis which was acquired by full contact back in 2016 so many many congratulations to you arjun and the entire team at incent for the acquisition and it's such a great pleasure to welcome you to the podcast once again thanks a lot sunil great to be back here again thanks for having me awesome awesome so uh, arjun just to break the ice right like i did talk to a few uh, people few of my friends at incent and mm. you know they told me a great story about how did you actually break the uh, acquisition news to to the entire team right so uh, i know the story but you know can you can you tell uh, it to the listeners Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, breaking the news to our team, um, for especially for an acquisition, is kind of um, an interesting challenge uh, in itself, right? Uh-huh. Um, we, when we were driving in, and we, we were a super transparent team. In fact, transparency is one of the company vision that we were holding very, very true to ourselves. Um, and as a person, also, I want to be more transparent with my team. Mm-hmm. um but an acquisition kind of binds you because of the legal challenges that you are supp- not supposed to tell this to everybody right mm-hmm. and many cases this thing can fall through and you don't want your folks to get disappointed yeah. because of <laughs> the whole thing happening so you cannot really <clears throat> tell the team until you can yeah so so what happened is me i obviously discussed with my co-founder we were in sync we kept going and then um we got the first level of leadership um kind of into the circle uh, a, a few weeks before uh, the 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 whole thing was going public mm-hmm. and we got them up to speed told them what's happening um and kind of gave them a rough timeline um so kind of went transparent with them and right. then we were supposed to have an all hands meeting uh, on a on a on a uh, like in the morning some day and we were all set for that meeting in terms of how to announce it but what happened is <laughs> as a company zoom in for moves very fast uh, right and and everyone was so excited about the whole thing and covid was happening so some of the folks did not have a company owned laptop so mm-hmm. zoom in for sent new laptops to our folks uh, <laughs> anticipating a delay because of covid lockdown which the lo- the the slowdown didn't happen <laughs> and the laptop ended up going to a person's house without him realizing about the acquisition and he was like why did i get a laptop now <laughs> like you know so, so it's like a um, it, it was totally outside everybody's control right because at the 
COVID lockdown was in effect in that state, in that city. <laughs> but somehow this courier got there, right? No. Um, and then we kind of pre-poned our announcement meeting a little bit by a few hours and, and, uh -huh. the thing and, and got everybody up to speed. So that's awesome. the interesting story um, uh, in terms of how the news got <laughs> broken to the team. Oh, wow. That's, that's so exciting. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, you know, great, great uh, news, definitely. Right. And uh, this, I think, uh, like Zoom Info is killing it in terms of acquisition uh, with, with companies. Right. Like, I think they're playing it very strategically. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, so yeah, talking about Incent, I mean, we, we were talking about it in the last episode. And uh, I think that that in that time, you were just second year of building building the company and you know, I, I guess you didn't even complete uh, like three years of building incent and it got, you know, a very great exit. So like, you know, can you, can you walk, can you walk us through like, like what happened? How did the exit was planned? Because I think when we talk, discuss it about the last time you had uh, like future plans for incent and, you know, uh, in the last episode, we discussed this and then now suddenly like if there is an exit. So yeah. like what happened? Who reached out to whom? Did, did you like reach out to Zoom Info? Did Zoom Info reached out to you? So, like, how did everything happen? Yeah, yeah. The acquisition was definitely not in the plan. As in, you know, I was not building it to to yeah. sell the company. Um, we have received other acquisition offers. I think uh, this was the fifth or sixth one that I got. The other mm -hmm. others that I got, I didn't even get on the call. I pretty much said, nah, no, not not happening. Mm -hmm. Um, you're right. The Incent as a company started at end of 2018, but Incent as a product essentially started March of 2019. That's when we decided that we're going to do chat, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, by March 2021, we pretty much decided to sell. We were in, uh, we were going through the process. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, it's it's a uh, it it is just two years and maybe a couple of weeks or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, very very fast and it was a very uh, good outcome also for for the time mm -hmm. that we have spent and and whatnot. Um, so what happened is I I've known Henry, the CEO and founder of Zoom Info for a long time. Mm -hmm. Henry is a CEO that I've always looked up to because mm -hmm. you know he started his company um, right after college pretty much. Um, 2007, bootstrapped it for seven years, and then started racing the round rounds. And he went and bought Rain King and, and Zoom Info, and and kind of colla uh, the collated that space with Zoom Info mm -hmm. as like rank one, two, three, four, five. And then there are some competitors a little bit. So it's right. what he has achieved as a founder and as a CEO is very aspirational for any founder, basically. So mm -hmm. I've been a huge fan of the way he has gone about his business. Mm -hmm. um, I reached out to uh, Henry uh, back in 2018, February, if I remember right, after I left my last company, I reached out to him cold on email saying that, hey, I've been in the data space. I've been doing some interesting things. Can, do you want to catch up and see how we can I can add value? That is the time I was consulting and I want to learn kind of a phase. Mm -hmm. um, he is he, a very um, abrupt guy in terms of when you reach out, uh, he pretty much quickly responds. Um, mm -hmm. He... He, we, we had a conversation and one day um, I was in Denver at that time, 7.30 a.m. my time, I'd get a call. Uh, okay. Hey, Arjun, this is Henry Shuck. Uh, you know, and he offered me a job. Uh, this right. was 2018. Mm -hmm. um, and because of my data background, right? That's, that's why he, right. he wanted me to uh, consider a job. At that right. time, I wanted to do something of my own. I said, Henry, no, I, I would like to do something of my own. 
um, but it it has been a big uh, privilege that he you know called up and offered a job, right? Uh, then then he actually ended up writing a recommendation letter for me to to help me with the visa, which was uh-huh. a very um, kind gesture from his part. He spent time at that time. Discover Org was already like a seventy million ARR company. Yeah. Um, so I've known him as a as a business person, and I was and and a little bit on the personal front with that twenty eighteen experience of mine. Mm-hmm. Then um, I have this habit of writing emails about industry trends that I notice to important people in that industry. Mm-hmm. So I, example is Henry in this case. Um, mm-hmm. Henry is driving this data company with full speed ahead. When I see an industry trend that I think is valuable for him, I would send out an email to him saying, hey, Henry, did you watch this new thing happening? You know, there's this new trend called whatever happening, right? And we kept in touch uh, like that. I sent one of such emails, nothing to do with Incent, totally something else. I think it was some startup in Canada raising some, some money was the, was the topic. And I was kind of connecting that to a, a trend in data that I'm seeing. So he responded back quickly to me and said, Arjun, that's interesting. But what you are doing is more interesting to me. Uh, why don't we catch up? <laughs> so um, interestingly, chat was something that he was looking at. Right. Um, and we can talk a little bit about his vision for Zoom Info, and that's why he was looking at chats. Right. Um, so when he saw that I was doing chat, he looked at the website. He started playing around with the chat. So one one day I was uh, I was doing my work, and the the instant chat alerted me on Slack saying that somebody important is on the website. You know, we have some mm-hmm. filters that we have some ABM targets that we have set up. Right. Zoom Info is ABM target. So when somebody from Zoom Info comes in, it'll send an alert and I am active on chat. So I got an alert. I jumped in and said, hey, Arjun here. And Henry's like, hey, Arjun, this is Henry Shuck. The product looks really cool. Yes. Um, so, and that's how we caught up about um, Incent. Um, he was very transparent right from the word. Right? He was like, this is the space I'm interested in. I would make an acquisition in this space for sure. It's interesting that you're doing this. The product looks cool. How about we chat? Mm-hmm. Um, my experience with Henry and ZoomInfo as a company and my knowledge of ZoomInfo as a company and the space gave me a lot of confidence to engage. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's how that engagement happened. And uh, both of both our parties needed certain things, obviously. Uh, there wasn't a ton of negotiation for that matter. Um, right. We, it, it, there were like, we spent, actually, we spent like a good uh, time, myself and Henry uh, talking about it and we aligned. Uh, it made a lot of sense. I want to stop there. I've been answering for a long time. So <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, this is an interesting story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the strategic vision that he drew in front of me made hundred percent sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Nice. And then that aligned with everything else, um, made it easy for me to say yes. And then obviously I consulted with my co-founder. All of that happened in the background too. Nice. That that's you know very interesting story as I mentioned. And who knew in 2018 that you know you will end up working together with Henry in three years later? <laughs> yeah, so, I have actually, I've actually thought that you know like when I sold my first company, Zoom Info would have been probably a good company to sell my first company to. Mm-hmm. And I've thought yeah. at that time, I didn't know much about Discover.org because Discover.org was still like a bu- uh, boutique, small mm. data set, high quality company in 2014, haven't raised around kind of a company, right. probably doing $30 million in ARR or something like that. Mm. So it was not 
that big. And so I didn't know them uh, and, and Henry at that time. But I've uh, thought back that probably for that company also, Zoom Info would have been, or Discover or would have been a good strategic exit. Great, great. And I think the, the you know, kind words that he spoke about Henry, I think I've never spoken to him, but I've seen uh, a few sessions that, uh, you know, he's given, but uh, definitely sounds like an interesting you know, uh, CEO, right? Like uh, who is very down to earth, like he's communicating to you on incense product, on incense chat and, you know, talking about uh, acquiring or, you know, just talking with you on using the product, giving a feedback. I mean, that's really like, you know, uh, insane for a CEO uh, at that level to do, right? Um, yeah. So that's amazing. But, you know, it, uh, like in an acquisition, right? Um, many things or many factors would come into play in deciding, you know, whether you want to sell or not. As you mentioned that this was like the fifth or sixth uh, company that approached uh, Incent to, you know, acquire Incent. And then yeah. obviously like a few factors, as you mentioned, like, you know, you knew Henry, you knew uh, Zoom Info, you knew how, um, you know, the, maybe he pitched you the right vision, uh, which kind of aligned with what you vision, envision uh, Incent to be, right? And, mm -hmm. and there would have been like a bunch of other factors behind the scenes that you, would have gone in your mind right like it's still yeah. it's your company right and you just as you mentioned that you didn't want to you didn't build the company to sell right like as we had discussed in last episode as well like there are some future plans that you had so what were the factors you know that that kind of helped you decide apart from the ones that you already mentioned right like uh you knew henry you knew zim info the visions kind mm -hmm. of like i know these three are like very very big when it comes to like, you know, deciding who you want to partner with, but yeah. uh, like what, what behind the scenes uh, factors that helped you decide that, you know, Hey, this is okay. If we exit now um, and let's maybe build the product inside uh, zoom info when we go there. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. The way I always think about acquisition as a founder is I am buying, I am building this house, you know, the company is equivalent to my house and I am, building this house to live in this house, right? Mm -hmm. So I would build, I would use the right quality cement. I would use the right quality materials. But if someone makes a really good offer to this house, you know, that makes sense to me, then I may sell. Right? That's how I think about it. So I don't, right. I'm not building to sell, but I, I will not say I'm never going to sell, right? That's my, my, my baseline. Um, now, in terms of, uh, an acquisition, I think I considered like three or four factors. The first one, um, company is equivalent to team as far as I am concerned. So the whole team joined Zoom Info and that Henry was very clear that, hey, everyone is going to join Zoom Info and everybody received, you know, like we, they got stock options, uh, got, um, got uh, liquidated into uh, cash for early employees and they got more stock options, um, some salary hikes. So they got really good package, right? And and I think, except me, I don't even think anybody else was part of an acquisition before. So for most of my team members, it was the first experience. So my team was really taken care of. And I knew that Zoom Info was a really good brand name they can have in the resume. There's a lot of opportunity inside the company to grow all of that. And I'm seeing that panning out right now. So that's that's exciting. So team was one. Product was the second one, right? What are they going to do with this product? Are they simply going to break the product? No. So in this case, Incent has been already rebranded into Zoom Info Chat. And it's reaching to like thousands of customers now. 
right. we have 20,000 plus customers. So the product is going to get into the hands of so many companies, which if I do it by myself would have taken me years and years. Mm-hmm. So that was the second thing, right? The product is eventually we build products to get to people and that's happening effectively, mm-hmm. right? So that was two. The third thing was, uh, does it make sense for the investors? Because mm-hmm. investors are a key part, part of the journey. In, in this case, it made sense to the investors. We had conversations, they were happy about it. All of them right. believed that we could go alone and, and do more. I also believe that, but then, you know, there's also, also that opportunity cost there's also that uh, risk factors, everything considered. It's always a trade-off kind of a decision, yeah. right? But it made sense to the investors in a, in, a, in a good way. So investors. The fourth was founders. Founders mm-hmm. were taken care of. So I, um, I am today a strategic. Uh, I'm, I'm an SVP at Zoom Info, directly reporting to Henry. And my co-founder, Prasanna, who was the CTO of the company, is the VP of engineering at Zoom Info, reporting to the CTO of uh, Zoom info. So founders were taken care, right? Whether it is in terms of the monetary benefits, whether it is in terms of the role, um, exciting things that we are able to do and the learning that we are getting, right? To operate at, at Zoom info scale, sitting right next to uh, people like Henry, Chris Hayes and the uh, entire executive leadership team, that learning is immaculate. I'm learning quite a bit every day. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you... And, and there are no downsides, right? Uh, the, it's, it's not like I have some draconian um, rules in my agreement that prevents me from doing anything. Uh, you know, it's not like I am shackled for years and years to come. And I'm just 32 now. So I have more companies in me. It's not like Incent was the last idea that I ever had, hopefully. Yeah. You know, so uh, th- there was no downside. There were a lot of upsides. Um, and it was a genuinely exciting proposition that was in front of me from Henry. Which that that's why I decided to sell. Oh, uh, that's that's uh, very amazing, and I really like the fact that you know in the four factors you put team as the first factor that you had thought of because you know as you rightly said, right, like what the companies build off the people who work there, right, like team, product, investors, and founders, like in that in that order. So really, that's like how that. I think about it. That's uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how I think about it. It's a, uh, I think. Uh, if you ask me, that is the right way to think about it. Because in most of these cases, right, this is not like a one-time thing. Imagine that I cut off investors, right? Because we were still early. It's not like investors have a ton of um, uh, rights, right? They, right. You know, there are people who, there, are, there was like one person who could have blocked the deal, but it's not going to happen that easily. So I could steamroll them and think about like, you know what, I don't care about investors and what they get. Yeah. But it's a long journey. My first investors invested in my second company, mm-hmm. right? And that was even before I named my company. On right. the day I incorporated, they put money, right? Mm-hmm. That is because uh, I had a really good relationship working with them. Even in this case, my legal team sent out the uh, to be signed documents and they started receiving signatures like in the next 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And there were like pages and pages of documents, but my investors trusted me so much that mm-hmm. they did not want to sit down and read like 80 pages of document. They were comfortable signing, trusting mm-hmm. a word that I gave. So nice. I think about all this, you know, whether it is with your team, whether it is with your investors, these are ongoing relationship. And if you do right by them over a period of time, you mm-hmm. will, you will get, you will reap more benefits that way. 
So whether you think in a selfish fashion or not in a selfish fa fashion, it still makes sense to consider team and investors uh, first. Interesting. Uh, that that's true. Right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so yeah, again coming back to these four factors, right? Like team, product, investors, and founders, right? Yeah. So since you have been a part of two acquisitions, Arjun, uh, what would you? you know, uh, suggest to any founders who is listening to uh, this episode now, right? Like if they receive an acquisition offer and now, you know, uh, I've seen that many, many companies as they grow, right? Um, and because of the SaaS market and the market in general, there's a lot of money which has come in, right? Like we, many companies have grown exponentially and uh, they don't want to like go out and maybe build a product easy to like, you know, just acquire a company and integrate it the product inside right and this has been happening for a long long time but now there's more acceleration to this this process right so companies might be get companies in india companies in us might be getting um, like you know acquisition offers so how should a founder react right like once once they get an acquisition offer like straight away you said no to the first four or five offers that you got but obviously like you had some experience uh, in in doing it one time before right and maybe now you have more experience in doing it but then uh, once the right offer came, you knew, like, you know, Henry, you knew Zoom Info, you knew the industry, you knew uh, the vision matched your vision, right? Uh, but not many founders would maybe in the first, you know, first instance would not know, right? So what kind of, what suggestions you would give them uh, to, like, you know, when they receive such such offers, right? Like, uh, obviously, like, they have to worry about the team, the product, the investors and founders. But, you know, just, just, talking about the founder right like because in the end he or she will is the one the founder is the person who's going to be eventually driving the acquisition right like obviously the team is going to follow the product is going to follow the investors are going to follow and the co-founders are going to follow right so yeah. what advice or what suggestions would you give to those founders yeah before i answer that i want to quickly backtrack and say that when i say team and then product product is equivalent to customers in my mind just so that yeah. I, I'm excited about it. Because yeah. when I say product is not going down, it means that I'll be able to continue to serve my existing customers. That's a key part yeah. of it. I should mm -hmm. have been more explicit when I talked. So just want to get yeah. that explicit and, and out of the way. And answering uh, this question specifically. Um, so, you know, it's a very subjective decision, right? There is no right decision or there isn't like a, like a set of, exact filters that you can put and uh, a system will spew out saying that, hey, yes, uh, you should sell or no, you shouldn't sell. You know, like it, it's, it's a very, very subjective thing. Um, one thing that I have found helpful, um, obviously the who is offering that exit is very, very critical, right? Like what kind of, what stage you are in is also very critical. Um, and you should know which stage you are in. So, uh, there are ways in which companies can exit. Um, let, let's see, how can I? One thing that I would always recommend is have people who you can talk to if and when such an instance comes up. Right. So after my first exit, multiple founders from India uh, reached out to me uh, either just like that or when they had an opportunity to sell the company. And I've, in, in many cases, I've been able to help them out a little bit by giving my two cents and then letting them decide, right? Like, I, I, obviously, I cannot make a decision yeah. for them and I don't prefer taking a decision for them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably the first thing you should have somebody who around you who have been there and done that. Um, so in my case, in this case also, I've had those people. So I spoke to them, I took their thoughts. Um, it, that's, that's probably the first thing. The second thing that I would say is always have a decision-making framework for you. And that this is not specifically about the acquisition, but anything when a CEO or a founder looks at something, right? I'm a huge believer of models and decision-making frameworks. What I gave you like one, two, three, four, which is um, team, product slash customer, uh, investor, founder, that's in, in some way a decision-making framework in my mind, right? That is what is important to me. So every founder should be able to understand what is important to them. Is driving your own company by yourself the most critical thing that you have? Then you cannot sell, right? Yeah. Because once you sell, it's not your company. <laughs> so, so you've got to be clear about your priorities, right? In, in my mind, learning is a huge priority, right? And Zoom Info gives me a big opportunity. So right. I'm just giving examples. So um, have people to talk to. Secondly, have a decision-making framework. If I am going to get an offer, what would I place? What would be my lens that I will place on top of this? And which are the angles in which I will start to slice and dice this whole thing so that I know what is important, right? It boils down to some version of, uh, you know, the what happens to the company? I mean, the team, what happens to the product? How much money am I going to make? Um, you know, what is going to be my role? How much of a lock-in period I will have? Um, you know, how am I going to get the money? Is it stock or stock options? Is it a public company acquiring me or a private company acquiring me? So there are far too many variables. And then your decision-making frameworks will be a, a, a bullet list of uh, the top things. Right. You are not going to get everything that you need. It'll never happen in, in any deal, right? I believe that a good deal will make both the parties a little bit uncomfortable. Right. So there will be some things that will make you uncomfortable. There will be some things the other party will, will go through uh, in terms of being not so comfortable about. So that uh, that's how I would look at um, an acquisition from a founder standpoint. Definitely. And I think, you know, if any founders are listening to this, um, feel free, I would say, reach, to reach out to Arjun. <laughs> if Arjun is okay with that, uh, you know, uh, because he is mentioning like, you know, you should have people to talk to about uh, about yeah. this, right? Like when this happens and who better to talk to who has gone through the process, uh, right? Like not only Arjun, but many people uh, in the uh, Indian SACS ecosystem, right? And obviously like yeah. uh, have a like decision-making process uh, for each, right? Like, and as you mentioned, like it will depend on like hundreds of factors, which will be like very different for each each acquisition, each instance, it will be very different. So really interesting. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, before before we, you know, uh, close, we just, just want to know like, how does incense, as you mentioned, right? Like, uh, like divisions align, right? Somehow. So, mm-hmm. How does Incense product, like talking about um, the the product and the customers, like align with Zoom Info, right? Like you mentioned, Zoom Info is already rebranded it to Zoom Info Chat. So, yeah. uh, like, how does it strategically fit into uh, the entire Zoom Info universe, right? Like they have Chorus and uh, as well, which they acquired recently, and yeah. they have a bunch of acquisitions before, and they have uh, like you know few internal different products as well, right? So how does that fit uh, into where Zoom Info wants to go or, you know, uh, 
where Zoomit wants to be as a as a company. Yeah. So um, for for founders who are listening to this, and if you want to, so I'm going to answer this in two ways. The first one, the first question I made up myself that I'm going to answer is, what should founders do if they want to exit? Uh -huh. uh, the second part that I'll then I'll answer your specific question as well. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, you know it's actually pretty aligned. Um, if you want to get acquired, I didn't do this intentionally, but this ended up ha happening, and I'll I'll explain how. Uh, if you are looking to get acquired, you want to sell the company. The way you approach that is you have to figure out uh, what does that end state looks like. Uh, look like right? It's like how many companies are there who can acquire you, and depending on the stage, it varies, right? Like if you're a super small company, then a super large company, it's unlikely that a Salesforce will acquire you. Mm -hmm. So depending on which stage you are, you always have an ideal set of acquirers that you can go after. And then the next question that you need to ask yourself is how do I add value to their overall picture and then get into a relationship with that person and that company. And it typically takes somewhere between six months to like 18 months or something for you to get on the other side. So that's how you approach an acquisition. If you want to, you know, understanding that end goal and how you are offering adds to the strategic value of this acquiring company is, is the most critical piece. And then the relationship and those kinds of things that those are the more easier parts to figure out actually. Right. So that's how you would approach it. In my case, this whole thing happened without Henry or me realizing it. Mm -hmm. So Zoom Info, as many of the folks know, is, is the world's best data platform or used to be the data, world's uh, best data platform, right? Sales intelligence, all kinds of data Zoom Info house is the best. Um, but over the past couple of years or maybe a little bit more, Zoom Info has been evolving to be a lot more than a data company, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the public vision um, that Henry has drawn out uh, which I really love, I completely agree, is that ZoomInfo is becoming the modern go-to-market platform. Right. So there is, there is like that data layer, the sales intelligence layer, then there is an orchestration layer, and then there is the engagement layer. Mm -hmm. right? And if you look at the engagement layer of ZoomInfo, uh, before acquiring uh, Incend itself, ZoomInfo had another acquisition, and uh, there is uh, ZoomInfo Engage, which is uh, kind of like a sales enablement platform like an outreach or a sales craft competition. So, um, so that was one engagement layer and chat is another piece in that engagement layer. So there is the underlying data that powers these solutions to be a lot efficient. Mm -hmm. Think about it, right? If I'm using a sales enablement platform, the first thing that I need is data. Right. right. So it already has that data. Mm -hmm. And that makes our Zoom Info Engage pretty much a really amazing platform. Think nice. about chat. There are chatbots, but the intelligence of a chatbot comes from the underlying data. ZoomInfo has that data. So we plugged ZoomInfo data into ZoomInfo chat and chat is becoming the best in breed. So nice. um, that's how uh, it made sense. We could, chat is a really efficient engagement layer and going forward, pretty much every B2B company will have a chat component or a chat as a channel for customer acquisition. And by integrating ZoomInfo's amazing data set, um, ZoomInfo chat becomes probably the world's best way to be chat platform. Um, yeah. that's, that's how the strategic alignment of this platform happens. And 
So ZoomInfo has a lot of these B2B customers, over 20,000 of them. So there is a natural um, fit. We could offer, we could take ZoomInfo chat or incense chat. We could make it into ZoomInfo chat and then plug it into our existing 700 sellers and boom, it goes to 20,000 customers, right? So right. it just makes sense uh, in terms of that amplification ability. So those are the strategic, I mean, there is more, but I'd say those three are the yeah. engagement layer, data powered, chat, making chat better, and then uh, go to efficient, go to market. Those are the three that's main strategies. I think that's amazing. And I think you're going to give Drift a run for their money now. <laughs> and uh -huh. uh, I think it's going to be a real, real great competitive competitor to drift plus uh, clearbit uh, integration right like because i think drift internally uses uh, clearbit for powering their data and now like zoom info has its own chat so it's going to yeah. be a real uh, interesting space <laughs> yeah the market is very big um, yeah. so yes we are competing with uh, several players and but the, the market is pretty big um it's uh, the the awareness of chat platform is very high and we get uh, inbound requests all the time. Even as Incent, we were generating a lot of uh, uh, inbound requests as well. As ZoomInfo obviously has gone through the roof. Um, so I think it's going to be a very exciting time um, in terms of also, also, we are in this unique situation, right? It's not about what was chat. It is about what would be the chat of the future, right? right. What would the B2B conversations in real time in the future look like? So mm -hmm. having a company like ZoomInfo with all its re resources, we could push the horizon of what it means to do a B2B conversation. Mm -hmm. and so it's, it also gives uh, as an, uh, us a, an opportunity to kind of go beyond um, what is already there. So we don't necessarily think about the competition much. We just think about what we do and do it really, really well. Yeah, no, makes sense. And I think... Zoom Info's acquisition was an inbound request to Incent. I mean, Henry coming onto the platform and chatting uh, with you on the on the bot, so on the platform itself. So I think that was like That's an cool. inbound. Uh, uh, we made a pretty big sale that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah. I mean, this is an interesting discussion, and Arjun, as you know, like we can go on and on talking about, but you know, just coming on to the last bit of the podcast, like you know, we have a lightning round. Um, Generally, I ask three questions, but, you know, since you have already been on the show once, uh, I have like two little different questions for you. So, you know, uh, are you ready for those? Yeah, let's, cool. let's make, make it easy, but yeah. <laughs> cool. So uh, if you could invest in, you know, any SaaS company, right? Like right now, which one would you pick and why? Oh, oh, oh you mean across the world, anywhere I could pick? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's okay. Interesting. Um, I don't want to tell a name, man, but here is what I am. I'm pretty curious about. Uh -huh. I, I've been a believer and I have been observing the whole product-led growth motion quite a bit. Um, like I said, I'm a believer. So I am looking at how some of these product-led companies are evolving. I think mm -hmm. there is a, there's a, I mean, when I say product-led growth company, I don't mean companies like Slack who is using product-led. I mean, there are a new set of companies which are enabling PLG companies in an efficient way, right? Think about Pendo. Pendo, Pendo enables product side of PLG, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can figure out the yeah. product use and, and Pendo is strong on, on PLG. But think about the go-to-market motion of PLG. It is significantly different. So right. I'm, a, 
I'm pretty excited about uh, the set of companies which are going to enable the GTM side of PLG. So I would be curious and I would, I would love to. I think I kind of know where, which company you're hinting at. <laughs> you know, if no, I... there, are, there are more. Yeah. You'd be surprised. I'm not thinking about one. Just when you said that sentence, five companies are actually oh, good. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I'm closely following this and uh -huh. I'm discussing with uh, uh, investors, uh, VCs in, in okay. Bay Area who are looking at it, uh, who have been in the market space. I mean, like enlightening discussion so there are a lot of companies and i'm very very excited about what's going to happen in that space i think that will be an interesting space to watch <laughs> yeah. you know given that you are focusing on it so i think i have to focus on it because it's going to be a next big thing <laughs> sure yeah no i'm a believer of buyer enablement and uh, plg is in my opinion a, a very big step towards buyer enablement so yeah okay. please please do look at it you know more people evangelizing it the faster it grows yeah, interesting. And, and then the last one for the lightning round. Uh, what What is that one tool, Arjun, that you know you uh, cannot live without? One platform that I cannot live without. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Zoom is huge. Obviously, uh, you know, without Zoom, Slack. I'm I spend a lot of time on Slack. Uh, but these are all the. You know, uh, let me tell you something that people don't really look at. I use a tool called CleanShot to take my screenshots on Mac. You know, mm -hmm. I really like the the scroll feature of that. So I can take a scrolling ca uh, screen capture mm -hmm. on CleanShot. So I really like it. Um, oh, nice. especially, <laughs> you know, so outside the common stuff that people tell, you know, CleanShot yeah. is probably something that they really oh, yeah. Definitely, I think I I am also I am also a clean shot user, so I know that you know sometimes you have to like take a full page screenshot and you just need the, yeah. something to do it right. <laughs> but yeah. uh, amazing. So yeah, I think this has been really great. So thanks a lot, Arjun, for once again coming on the show and you know sharing these amazing insights, uh, completely different insights. You know that's mm -hmm. what we had discussed in the last episode. Uh, you know, a uh, lot of learning, lot of learnings for a lot of founders who you know would be receiving acquisition offers or might have got acquisition offers, and you know they could yeah. get some more insight. And if, again, if you know you are a founder who is listening to this, feel free to reach out to Arjun. I would say, um, I'm I'm going to include his LinkedIn uh, in in the podcast description, so you know you can connect with him on LinkedIn and you know say hi. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, happy to pay it forward. Um, yeah, yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn. Great, great. So, yeah, well, thanks a lot, Arjun, for taking time and doing this. Thanks a lot, Sunil. Always a pleasure talking to you. Yeah.